today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's start with a report from Global News reporter Jock, uh, Jackson Proskow. He is in Las Vegas. Three Canadians are now confirmed dead and several others remain in hospital with serious injuries after the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. Today, investigators are still searching for a motive behind the actions of Stephen Paddock, the 64-year-old gunman, a retiree who amassed a large cache of weapons, ammunition and explosives and carried out his assault from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Police have since searched his home in the nearby town of Mesquite, Nevada, where they located 19 additional firearms. That's more than 40 weapons that were in his possession, yet there was no advance warning that he was preparing to carry out his attack. There is still no connection to international terrorism, according to the FBI, and still no broader sense of why he carried out this indiscriminate rampage on 22,000 concert goers who were at an open-air concert on Sunday night. More than 500 people were injured in that attack, and the line to donate blood stretches for more than eight hours here in Las Vegas. In fact, some blood clinics have been so overwhelmed that they're turning people away at the doors, asking them to come back and schedule an appointment. Tonight, as investigators continue their work, the renewed debate over gun control in America is heating up once again. President Donald Trump saying that conversation will happen in the future. Jackson Prosco, Global News, Las Vegas. All right, that is uh, the latest. Still, everybody's stunned uh, at, at uh, looking for a motive, looking for some sort of reason for uh, this all happening. Let's bring in David Harris in Cigna Strategic Group. He's a terrorism expert. He is with us now. Uh, David, thanks very much for taking the time to join us. Uh, are, are you surprised that this happened in Las Vegas? Well, you know, it's always shocking and I suppose in some ways surprising, yet maybe we shouldn't be surprised you're dealing with a country of over 300 million people with good many weapons out there and available. And that doesn't always distinguish the United States from certain other jurisdictions. But it is something that leaves us aghast, of course, and raises some interesting policy and security questions. Uh, uh, at this point, obviously, no uh, affiliation, it appears, for any terrorist, uh, with any terrorist organization or religious extreme group or anything of that nature. Uh, but there were earlier reports that ISIS still tried to claim responsibility. Can you explain that? Yeah, that's a, an interesting point, a curious one. And who knows, maybe there'll be an intriguing story to it that we don't understand. But one of the reasons why people, I think, paused to reflect on the claim in the first place is that ISIS has had, strangely enough, in some ways, a fairly reliable reputation when it has come to the plurality, I think some have said, of its past claims. There was one staggering exception in June where uh, I guess the Resorts World Hotel was hit in the Philippines. ISIS made a claim on this and it appears that there's been no uh, evidence to support that claim. But the fact again that they have had some limited credibility in the past in this regard has made people pay a little more attention than they otherwise would to this. But, you know, it's always difficult, isn't it, trying to assess motive. And there's a, an analogous case, interestingly, that instantly came to my mind, at least as a, uh, an older person. Uh, that goes back to 1966 when um, uh, I guess a fellow by the name of Charles Whitman uh, took up a sniper position in uh, the bell tower at the University of Texas at Austin. And, uh, you know, again, 1966, uh, the killing of 17 people in that instance uh, was just beyond description. We weren't, if I dare say, used to this kind of thing. There were 30 wounded in addition. 
And uh, in the end, they never did, all these decades later, come to any conclusions about the motivation of this person uh, who had come from an extremely abusive household. Uh, and uh, they said after the autopsy, he had some sort of brain growth. But uh, the Connolly Commission, a U.S. commission that investigated it, as I say, was not able to reach a compelling conclusion. Maybe that's where we'll be with this situation. Maybe one might have been dealing with, uh, you know, some sort of vaguely psychotic or schizy or other very difficult to identify tendency. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.